Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, and I'm back in Southern California, and I'm joined by my man, my brother, Nando Vila. What's going on, brother? How's it going, baby? It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. It's good to be home, man. It's, it's good to sleep in your own bed. You know what I mean? Wake up, scratching your balls. Nobody there to bother you. It's, it's really just amazing to be back home. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, on today's show, I've kind of been slightly paying attention to this Live Golf, Saudi Arabia, um situation that's happening uh i find it to be very amusing for on so many different levels related to the type of stuff that we care about on this show so i just wanted to rap with you about that but you know nando uh it's crazy but there's actually some policy news yeah in the news this week uh a a break from the normal malaise that has been the awful joe biden administration And, um, yeah, some of the highlights, uh, they're allegedly finally trying to make some reforms to Medicare prescription drugs. They're trying to do what basically everybody else does when they're a bulk buyer and get a fucking deal on these prescriptions instead of getting raked over the coals by the pharmaceutical companies, trying to throw that in a bill. 
Um, they're trying to do, they're trying to codify gay marriage rights, which again, like just hilarious and laughable that this is something that they're trying to do now, finally. Um, of course, and you know, the one that I find to be the most interesting is what's being called the CHIPS Act. Uh, basically, they're going to pump a shit ton of money into private uh, chip manufacturing companies like Intel and some other companies to try to address the shortage of these computer chips here domestically uh, to address the problems with supply and demand issues that we're having in industries like automobiles, etc. Nando, um, I wanted to talk to you about it because we had previously talked about the inflation problem and how they're always doing the stupid 1970s shit and like yeah let's just raise interest rates put the squeeze to the poorest americans um and make them feel the brunt of the inflation hit um and the recession and keep it pushing and you specifically nando was like yo if we were smart we would direct government funds to addressing the actual causal problems of this damn inflation and this chips thing seems to be doing that even if it's doing it in a way that is an extreme massive corporate welfare um just basically blank check to some rich ass corporations yeah i mean i think like on the one hand the government should be active in industrial policy and and dedicating resources and and using its power and and money and and leverage to uh basically take a more active role in economic policy and industrial policy. Like in, on that front, that's great. I think like it's just funny that uh, what goes through in a Senate um, vote, you know what I mean? Because this, this got 64 votes, meaning it got a bunch of Republicans and, and whatever. And it's like, I don't know, like, you know, chips in America are made by like Intel, you know, mm-hmm. um, very rich Intel country, ma- company. Intel made $20 billion in profits uh, in 2021. <laughs> The Intel CEO made $179 million uh, in the last year. Um, and they're getting like $50 billion. And I'm, I juxtapose it against something like the baby formula shortage. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's still going on. Like there's still a massive shortage. I mean, I can't think of anything more crucial, which is, you know, feeding babies. Because like women who can't breastfeed, like what else can they do to feed a baby if they mm-hmm. don't have formula? Um and, you know, no $50 billion to just kind of force the formula f- manufacturers to, to pump out more. Um, no federal effort to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, this is being framed as a way to compete with China. And, like, all that's true. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's, that, that it is true. Like, that American chip manufacturers are falling behind technologically and and all that stuff to asian chip manufacturers and you know it is it is wise for government to be active in in industrial policy um it's just like those things should be done in an ideal world in in kind of more of the way like the the new deal was structured in which like if you got 50 billion dollars you needed to have like a unionized workforce for Mm -hmm. example uh or uh, or straight up just the government did it (laughs) you know there's that too right yeah (laughs) Like you could just like, you know, the government could just like take over the baby formula factory um, and run it itself. Um, like when things are kind of necessary like that. So 
I just I just like find it kind of amusing that this is that this just kind of sails through um, the Senate that um, when American when large American profitable American companies are asking for money from the government straight up like just a straight up handout for like a fifty billion dollar <laughs> handout um, from the government that sails through like it's not it's not even debated it's not it's seen not, as like it wasteful. takes no time whatsoever no no and it's not like you know, it'd be nice if this was all kind of poured straight into research and development. And there's some of that. And it's like uh, that it would go into the hands of workers and there's some of that and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, this is just going to fuel more profit stock buybacks, all the good stuff that they, they like to do um, to, to line their own pockets. I mean, it's 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 as clear as day. I mean, when whenever the government has to spend money to help regular people, it's seen as wasteful. It's seen as like we can't afford it. It's seen as whatever. When it's to fund wars abroad or to just to literally give easy profitable companies and investors money, just sails through. So I want to um, sort of refer to my man, Ben Thompson, um, Stratechery. You know him from that. Uh, he does this really dope podcast called Dithering where he just talks about tech. And let's be clear, Ben Thompson is not a comrade like you and I. Uh, he's, he's pretty capitalist dude, but, um, I was listening to his pod cause he's pretty smart about tech and his thing was like, look, like generally speaking, I am against this shit. The government just writing a blank check to some huge poorly ran company, right? Like Intel is a mess. They, they are a very poorly ran company. They make a lot of money, but they are poorly ran like this is this would generally be a bad idea um however like this is a clear need 100 and and essentially nando it's what it is is i don't want to quite call it extortion but it's like there's a clear need for this we yeah. can address it so give us money to do it <laughs> And give us money on top of what it would take to actually fund it and do it just for our own pockets. And so, like, yes, a greater good is going to be served here. But in order to do that, these dudes got tens of billions of dollars for the pleasure of getting like of getting the country that they get to make 20 billion in profits off of in a year to get them out of a rut in the supply chain situation. You understand, like, this is the state of affairs here. Like, we don't need to get into, like, you know, and I would encourage people to go listen to Dithering. Like, um, he talked about just, like, the incentives of the tech economy. Like, most of the money is in software. So the best mm -hmm. and brightest people don't want to get into the hardware game. Like, they mm -hmm. go straight to software because, you know, you're more flexible in your opportunities and making bread. And so, like, the hardware shit is very underserved sector of that business in that industry right and so for the government to come in and buy equipment and put people to work doing this shit like that's gonna make a material difference 100 yeah. percent. but like at what fucking cost man like these dudes just get to ex just extort us period yeah. well the other the other um little wrinkle in this whole thing is that it's also very important for the U.S. military to have domestic chip oh, manufacturers God, yeah. be at the cutting edge. Uh, you know, like the American chip manufacturers are falling behind in terms of like they the are. high tech. Like for what reasons that you discussed, you know, that a lot of the top guys are going to Facebook instead of, you know, Intel or whatever. Um, 
but this is also like by like don't don't get it twisted this is also like just a huge give like a huge just like you know u.s military boondoggle mm-hmm. like they just uh you know they want to have their chips in america we don't want to get our uh, shit from china yeah yeah no, facts. no can't do that can't do that um you know when you really need them uh you're gonna need chips to fly all those fancy planes and 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 shit so um yeah, I mean, and it's it's funny because like it, you know all these modern cars now are so chip dependent. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't know about you, was, but I'm like a total car luddite. Like yeah, I need, same. I, need, I, don't know I need to put my key into a keyhole. Oh, oh, you know? oh, you one of those? <laughs> I'm one of those. I don't like a floating key in my car. I need to stick it in the keyhole <laughs> and take and it turn, out when you're done. Turn the car. Uh, yeah, these now all these cars run on like computers instead of just like bro the gears you know like the the, the, uh, the perfect the perfect example of this nando i remember the first time um getting in a car that used the apple play function oh, yeah. and just being appalled like wait hold on my text is just gonna come yeah, they're up just co- popping my, up like, yeah what the, this yeah. is insane this is yeah ridiculous. if you're in the wrong if you're if the wrong company you can get in a lot of trouble bro uh, now I hate getting in the cars that don't have it. I just love yeah, you're it used so to it. much. It's you're just used so to it? convenient. Just go from ways to messages to this nah, to nah, Spotify. Nah. I just nah. love it so much. And nah. it's just it's so clearly what the problems are with this entire idea, man. Like I'm just oh, it's so convenient. Everything is just right there. Um, yeah. which means it's just right there to be stolen. Everything all at once. Uh, it, it's you know, it's it's just crazy how these things work on our minds. But yeah, I, I just thought the chip thing was a fascinating little wrinkle to what Biden is trying to do. Yeah, bipartisanship, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Very bipartisan. They love it. You know, they love giving money to uh, companies. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's just insane. The type of shit we can't get funded. And and look, fifty billion is. To the behemoth that is the American state, is it's nothing. It's 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 yeah. a drop in the bucket. But just imagine the kind of programs for regular everyday people. Even if you did the ridiculous mean testing that the Democrats are obsessed with, like so much could be funded by this, and and just won't be. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, fifty billion could help a lot of people. Like if it was put towards, I don't know, something like food stamps or whatever, mm-hmm. like that. Or home, you know, homelessness, like 50 billion for homelessness, like a federal housing uh, homeless uh, <laughs> initiative. And I just saw, I just saw there's uh, there's a legislation coming out in Miami today where I'm from. Um, so I grew up on an island in Miami that in between the island that I grew up in and the mainland, there's another island. So you've got a bridge to one to one island and then there's a and then there's another bridge on that middle island. Um, they're passing a law today in Miami to just move all the homeless people there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You know, in a, in like a, just a giant encampment. Um, this is the kind of shit that like they would put in post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like dyst- Escape from New York. You yeah, know, it's like, like a dystopia. Yeah. Like yeah. they would put this in a movie that was like the, the world yeah. had ended. But no, this is just 2022 in the United States of America. So, yeah, folks, just look out for that. Um, Joe Manchin is allowing... Joe Biden to do his job again and um hello listener guess who's back it's me Anthony Mays your favorite butcher turned podcast producer and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep 
free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Yeah, just crazy. Anyway, I wanted to get into this live golf thing because, like, the the, the technicalities of what the PGA Tour is um, and how it's an outside entity from the majors, which is all anybody really cares about anyway, and where live golf fits into disrupting that paradigm for the PGA Tour and all of that stuff. Just know, You just need to know this. The Saudis um, have a wealth fund. They're funding all kinds of things because essentially they want to be the next Dubai, uh, basically. And they have an understanding that like when you are one of these rich, wealthy countries that matter, you have shit like art that you pay $400 for, for shit that's allegedly an original Leonardo da Vinci can't actually be proven. But you pay $400 million for it anyway. Um, you buy a club like Newcastle. And, you know, you... F- freaking fund your own golf league where you pay PGA golfers, um, Nando. And they're giving, like, Phil Mickelson, I think, got 200 mil or something crazy, like 100 mil. They've earmarked 2 billion for this thing, which, again, to in Saudi oil money is, like, literally nothing. chump. It's literally nothing. No, like, yeah. literally. It's it's yeah. not a thing in um, Saudi wealth terms. Uh, and, you know, it's headed by Greg Norman, the shark, a famous golfer, whatever. And I'm just fascinated by all sides of this because there's nobody to root for here, Nando. Like, I yeah. don't root for Phil Mickelson to go out and get more millions, hundreds of millions. This is a guy who's earned literally probably upwards of like $300 million in his, you know, 20-something year career. Uh, same for the rest of the guys that have signed up. I don't root for the Saudis to sort of whitewash their image. And I definitely don't root for the fucking PGA Tour, who basically, Nando, they've come out and said, like, you know, basically, like, Liv is going to be a disruptor of the tour and its place within the ecosystem of professional golf. And this is fucked up, Nando, because Liv, these golfers, they're getting into in the business with the Saudi government, Nando, and yeah. these guys have human rights abuses, you know, women just got the right to, to drive. LGBTQ, there are no rights to speak of there. The fucking war in Yemen, bro. Like, you know, like, this is bullshit. They killed Jamal Khashoggi. Like, 
This is bullshit. This is not coming from some like lib nonprofit activist situation. The fucking PGA Tour, like, when you look up good old boys network in the dictionary, it's literally every single board member of the PGA Tour. They define good old boys network. Yeah. And these are the criticisms they're levying against the people who have joined up with Live Golf, Nando. I mean, it reminds me, it reminds me a little bit of, of the whole fracas about the Super League and that there's mm-hmm. no real, like, heroes in this whole thing. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's basically like, I mean, you're, what are you going to like support FIFA and UEFA against? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know, like uh, they're, yeah. But Who's more I mean, I do find it, the, the Saudi kind of the amount of money that the Saudis have is like unfathomable to to to, to us regular folk, um, and it's just so funny that they've identified sports as this kind of easy target where what what amounts to them is like almost nothing is just huge for for a certain type of sport. I mean. There's obviously this thing going on with golf, but uh, there was a funny situation like about a month ago um, where the F1 Grand Prix went to Saudi Arabia. There was the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And like right before the race was about to start, like there was a massive explosion because a, a missile from Yemen like landed right next to the track. And, like, all the drivers were freaked out. And they were like, wait, I don't, I don't know about this shit. And there was like a literal war going on just, just down the street uh, across the border. Um, so... And then you obviously the Newcastle thing and 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 whatever. And I get the sense that the Saudis, they, MBS like overplayed his hand with the Khashoggi thing, mm-hmm. um, and for like a while, the West was like, "Yo, this is we can't like you know they weren't gonna do it's anything like meaningful about it," but but there was like a little bit more of of you know. And then I've noticed, like, in recent weeks, there's been a spate of articles. Like, The Atlantic ran a piece in which they quoted Khashoggi's widow and in which she says, like, he would forgive MBS. Like, Khashoggi would forgive him. Like for, she and had then, to get some money. Somebody course, gave her some you know, money. Yeah. Like, I'm just quoting from the piece. He's like, what would Khashoggi himself think about MBS? Quote, he would forgive him, Khashoggi's widow, Hanan Alatar Khashoggi, told me last month. I asked her to say that, to say that again. Forgive his own murderer, the guy whose goons chopped them up into little pieces. She thought it over and continued <laughs> sobbing. Forgiveness is in our religion. Uh, forgiveness in our religion is something great. Um, so uh, I said it's like, there, and then uh, Max Boot wrote in the fucking Washington Post that like, you know, MBS, he's doing some good things. And it's like, bro, he literally murdered, murdered your colleague. Murdered your colleague. Yeah. Like, murdered your fucking coworker. Um, and and, and, and if, where I'm from, you know what we would call Max Boot? A bitch-ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and wait, Waz, I'm going to send you a Twitter uh, link. Uh, did you see this video of uh, the new Saudi Arabia uh, city in- um, initiative called The Line? Yeah, yeah, I peeped it. I peeped oh it. Oh, my it's, God. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. You know, insanity. And then, you know, Pete, they're, again, they're, they're rolling out the, the PR campaign for all this shit. Um, and sports is obviously like a huge way for them to do it. Um, Can I just get, say something related to yeah. that? Um, this is how I know the sports shit works. I think about a place like Cleveland, Ohio, where all my life, fucking the Browns, the Cleveland yeah. Indians, the Cavaliers, you know, Ohio State Buckeyes, which is not in Cleveland. It's in Columbus, but you get the gist. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is like one of the major 
big American cities. This is a city that matters. This city has prestige. They have several sports teams. They have a bunch of fans. They blah, blah, blah. Like, then I went to Cleveland <laughs> and was immediately disavowed of such notions. Um, and, and that's what's happening when you do this kind of stuff related to sports. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, I, your, your boys at Man City, um, yeah. you know, uh, they, uh, you know, they're owned by uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been nice for them. It's been nice for them to have, by the way, you know, the world's most well-run club. Uh, hanging yeah. out with some friends from London a few weeks ago and to hear them talk about Northern England people, yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. not soon forget it. Like yeah. that experience of listening to them talk about people from places like Manchester yeah. uh, was eye-opening to well, say the it's least like when and in, in the reverse <laughs> like in lock stock and in two smoking barrels uh where they when they the two liverpool guys you know like they have a totally different accent or they was like look at all them fucking southern fatties you know <laughs> <laughs> fantastic but yes continue. Uh, that's great yeah no but i mean that shit works i mean that shit works mm-hmm. like oh in the long run it works like there's like a brief little like flutter that people kind of get used to it and 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 it's a huge way to build up your prestige and, and a huge way to exercise your soft power i mean mm-hmm. if the if, if saudi arabia can run newcastle as well as abu dhabi has run man city um you know, let's hope that be, they don't be nice. for man it's city's nice for them for the sake yeah. of Man City, uh, let's hope that they don't. But, yeah, like, uh, this is – it's easy to see how this works. And then, you know, just, to, like, for a PGA Tour, like, just the idea that American individuals should not want to go out and earn literally – like, we throw the word generational wealth out, but, like, if you get $100 million, your family will literally never go broke. Ever. Yeah. Like, that's just line, generations of your family yeah. will live off of the, and nothing else, right? Um, this and idea, so, how does it work? Is it a tour? Is it like, a, like it's a they tour? Still have like, it's so a they, tour. It's, it's 14 owned by the matches. Saudis. Yeah, 14, yeah. Um, 14 tournaments a year. That's like part of the appeal. It's less arduous than the PGA Tour. Stuff like the British Open, uh, the Masters, the US Open, these are separate entities from the tour. And right. so they don't even give – it's like, okay, you're still invited to come play at the tour, the majors. Right. I mean, to go play at the majors, which is all anybody really gives a fuck about anyway. And so it's yeah. just like fans want to watch the best guys play, and that's basically the beginning and the end of it. I mean, it's akin to like – I guess – again, I mean, I think – It's I like mean, if, the the XFL, hand, like, if the XFL no, were a no, direct like competitor. If, no, it's more like criticizing a player for signing for Man City. Yeah, I guess. Period. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like uh, Erling Holland, who's like a fucking freak of nature. He's so you know, good. I'm like, you know, you're supporting human rights abuses. By it's like, it, it, what the fuck like, are you talking about? And I mean, again, I don't know like, if it's exactly the same thing. I mean, I, I haven't really thought about this too much. I'm just it's talking shit. It's not exactly the but, same thing. But the point that I'm trying to make, Nando, is like the entire point of the American military industrial situation and American hegemony and all of the shit that we do abroad is so that American business interests can basically do what they want to do with impunity, yeah. right? Um, 
be extractive yeah, in less. all kinds <laughs> of places like yeah. Africa, like Southeast Asia, like wherever. It doesn't yeah. matter that we put, Central you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it doesn't matter that we put uh, dictators in charge who have death squads and kill gay people and kill journalists. Like, nobody ever yeah. brings this shit up when American corporate interests are doing the exact same thing. This idea that individuals should somehow be more moral when getting themselves and their family paid from problematic regimes, I don't like. I don't understand the basis of this. Is what we've been doing for literally one hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it is kind of like a weird situation. Like it's just a, um, like what? It's just kind of funny that they're just like they just saw like golf. Let's let's buy it all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, who are any players holding out? Like, is it gonna? Not nah, worry. Like, like people, Tiger came out and spoke against it. Was like, this is bullshit. This is not real but, competition. But I guess the way you're explaining it, it's it's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Like, you're also, not skipping out no, on Augusta. You can, but there's another key distinction. Like, your money's guaranteed. Like that was the thing that Tiger railed against. He was like, you're not even playing for a purse. So how right. is this a real competition? This is Fugazi. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like when I mean, you, you go you to the, the Masters, for, you're for, playing for the highest fucking check when you win. Yeah, I mean, I guess like you can make the same like you know in the NBA, your money's guaranteed. I mean, I guess you can have like bonuses in there for stuff. But something you know, I you playing. know I don't know I I don't know. But like I'm just like this seems like a no brainer for the golfers who are doing it. This idea that they be, should be trying to preserve. And, like, are they just like making like te- how much more are they making than they like would? four times four four fold. times. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, basically, tough, like, I was I was watching yeah. some shit. My man, um, Kevin Clark from the Ringer, he's our football guy, but he's a big golf person. Um, he was just basically like, it would be like if Aaron Rodgers, who's making forty something million, I think, per year, signed a deal for one hundred and sixty million per year for four years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. money is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny thing has been like, but the funny thing has been, uh, I mean, I saw the, the Phil Mickelson tying himself into a million knots, uh, trying to be like, uh, you know, trying to have his cake and eat it too. Just be like, yeah, I'll take the hundred million dollars, but I condemn the stuff. Yeah. You know, I like, condemn nine, yo, Nando. Like what? When, when did we start blaming the Saudis for nine eleven? That I feel I like mean, it's a very new phenomenon. Well, it's because the, it's because of the, I mean, it's always been kind of relatively obvious i mean 15 of the 19 hijackers were saudi but including osama bin laden Laden is saudi yeah um but the 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 real kind of smoking gun was when they unredacted the whatever amount of pages that were from the 9-11 report that described the saudi involvement in 9-11 that they fucking redacted for like you know 20 years um to the point where now it's undeniable. I mean, if you know, like after after 9-11, there was the 9-11 report, which was like a huge government investigation into what the fuck happened in 9-11. In the middle of that report, there's like 20 pages or something. I forgot how many pages, like a significant amount of pages, just fully redacted, you know, like yeah. fully blocked out. And it was that 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 just, just described um, the involvement of very high officials in the Saudi government, uh, the Saudi ambassador in the United States. Like, all manner of shit in, like, very clearly planning and executing 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just hilarious that that was redacted, you know? Like, it just, it gives away the game right there. It just you know? it gives uh, away the game in the sense that, like, 
the Bush regime did everything that they could do to to ensure that Saudi was never seen as being part of the attack. And they advocated for wars against two whole different countries yeah. for the attack. Like, not one, two countries that aren't Saudi, bro. Yeah. No, it's... It's wild. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that like we've just like absorbed, but like when you stop Bruh, and think about it, it's you know, insane. It's like, wild. And that's why it's like, you know, to watch people. But they did, but you know, like they more or less, dude, the fucking Saudi. Okay. Uh, there was uh, last year, uh, there's a hilarious tweet where <laughs> last year <laughs> something Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, did something to like, you know, piss off the Saudis. Like, I don't know if he like imposed some sort of tariff or. He said something about the like something that pissed them off, and the the Saudi government tweeted something like a picture of 9/11 and was like dot 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 like to the to Canada. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me find this. <laughs> um, Canada 9/11 tweet. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Please. Look at this. Uh, Saudi Arabia state media on Monday tweeted a graphic appearing to show an Air Canada airliner heading toward the Toronto skyline in a way that recalled the September 11th attacks. That is just, that is, it's just perfect. It's just perfection. Yeah, it, it was a tweet from the official Saudi government Twitter account. Um, and it said, as the Arabic saying goes, he who interferes with what doesn't concern him finds what doesn't please him. Hashtag Saudi Arabia, hashtag Canada. And it's a picture of the Toronto <laughs> skyline with an Air Canada plane heading toward, like, the Toronto needle. Oh, my God, man. It's <laughs> a just... sticking one's nose where it doesn't belong. It's amazing. Yeah, that is just basically, we did 9-11 to and your we'll do it again <laughs> to the south, and we'll do it again. Um, just, just incredible, incredible stuff. What a... What a fucking time to be alive, bro. Just yeah. just just wild um shit. Anyway, that was our show for today. Make sure you're checking out the Lives uh golf tournaments. I don't know where you can even watch this shit. I wonder what type of broadcast partners even have the stones to touch this thing. Um so well, just stream the- it, you know? Like you just stream it, baby. Yeah, just you stream know? that joint. Stream it on YouTube. Fuck it. They don't care. Yeah. They don't yeah. need actual partners for money yeah. to recoup on all it is. They're like, fuck it. No, you um, just do a fucking, yeah, just give it away for free on streaming. Uh, make sure you're checking out all our other Count the Dings products. Become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash Count the Dings. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.